Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Market Adventures Show. I'm your host, Alex Cunningham, and in this episode we talk about retail trading versus institutional trading and how to identify what the big banks are doing. Stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's my disclaimer. I am not a registered financial advisor or securities broker dealer. These are my thoughts, my opinions, and are not advice. Seek your own education or you will lose money. The number two of the five laws of gold, the richest man in Babylon. The second law, gold laboreth diligently and contentedly for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment multiplying even as the flocks of the field. Again, gold laboreth diligently and contentedly for the wise owner who finds for it profitable employment, multiplying even as the flocks of the field. What does that mean? Let your money labor with profitable employment. And in this case, in this episode, we're saying that the big banks are the people that we want our money to labor with, right? Because they have all the money and they know what's going to happen next. So we want to labor in a profitable environment, right? And that's the environment is with the banks. The more profitable an employment, right? Then you trying to guess the news and follow the news and, and, you know, yeah, you have to read the charts, but you're not trying to do anything fancy. All you have to do, right? You say, go labor diligently and contentedly for the wise owner, right? A wise man follows the money. When you're dealing with the financial markets, you have to know who is moving the money and when they're moving it. And the easiest way to do that is to find out where the big banks are doing are moving it. And the rest of the market generally will follow them. Right? So the banks and institutions versus retail traders. What's the difference, right? We are retail traders. Right? And I say we because that includes all of us. Even the mo- even some of the most profitable traders in the financial markets are still considered retail traders, unless they're moving millions of dollars, and then they can be considered, um, you know, retail investors slash uh, institutions if they're moving, a, if they're using a market market uh, mutual fund. But generally, right, we are retail traders. What does that mean? We don't know when things are going to happen, and we can't move the market. Me investing at a dollar, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. Me and 10 of my best friends investing $2,000, $10,000. We can't move the market like something like a Bank of America, you know, buying a million shares of a particular stock or security, right? So we are retail traders, right? But here's the funny thing. 
money in most cases is not created it's transferred so the money that the big banks are moving they're actually moving our money they're not creating their own money um, again, this is a little unique because we, right now we have the central bank literally printing money, but this is a unique situation. We all know that, right? So if you're putting money into the market and you're doing it frivolously and you're not being smart and using profitable employment of your money, it's just getting transferred somewhere else, right? And vice versa. If you are doing the right thing, someone else's money is transferring to you, right? So we don't want to go against the market movers, Right, we don't want our money to flow to them. We want to go with them, and all the money that they collect, we get a piece of it. Right, so what we want to look for is open orders. Right, so when a bank buys a million shares of a stock, or they want to, it doesn't necessarily mean there's a million shares available. Right, supply and demand. It's like I want to, I want to flip some Jordans. I can't flip what I don't have. Right, or if I own a, a store and I sell hats. And I have 10 hats, but someone wants to buy 20 from me. I can't sell them 20 hats if I don't have 20 hats. So what, what do the banks do? They'll buy a portion of what they want, and they'll wait to buy some more later. right? Because again, there has to be that supply. So they provide the demand, right? Boom. I want to buy a million, million shares, but there's only... 500 available, 500,000. Uh, 500, so let me get that 500,000 at this price, at least at $20. And the stock price, let's say the stock price shoots up to 30. They're not going to then buy 500 more at 30. They're going to say, okay, wait, when it comes back to 25, it probably won't come back to 20. But if it comes back to 25, let me get, let me get as much more as I can get. So let's say it comes back to 25. And there's only 250,000 available. They still don't have their million orders, but they want a million shares. So they're going to buy 250 shares, 50,000 shares, right? And then when it goes up some more, they're not going to buy on those. That's the thing. Banks don't buy at the top. They're not, they're not dumb, right? They've been doing this for literally centuries. Since the slave trade, they've been doing this. They're not, they're not stupid. They don't throw their money away. What they do is they'll wait for that pullback. So when the stocks pull back, and let's say it pulls back to 27 now, it's not 25, but it's still cheaper than them than what they expect. Maybe they expect it to go to 40. So at 27, they buy the rest of the shares to complete that million-dollar order, right? The zigzags on the way up that we see, it's, it's, it's annoying. It's freaky. It's, it makes us panic. But that zigzag, if it's a company with big volume, that is the bank, right? Because remember, volume, which if you're using charts, is typically at the bottom of the chart, volume indicates how many shares are being moved. So only a big bank can move that many shares. So when you see big volume, that's when you see an institution stepping in, right? It's called, it's considered, think about it like an iceberg, right? An iceberg only shows a little bit on top but it's really massive below, right? So they have a huge order. They have a huge order, but us, we only see a little bit at a time because they can't possibly fulfill that whole order at once, right? So they've they've made, like I said, they've been doing this since the slave trade, so they know how to extract money from the market. They've made, they've made it into a skill. They always want to discount. They're never going to buy at retail price. That's what we are. We are retail traders. 
now I, it's not it's not to say that we're dumb we're not that we're not as smart as a bank but unfortunately we live in a capitalistic society where some people have information that some people don't and that's just because of where they are in society so the banks know when a stock is gonna when a, a company is going to you know, cut the dividends a bank has insiders that'll tell them when a company's thinking about doing a merger with another company right so you gotta what you gotta do is you gotta wait for them to show their show their hand first like you're playing poker right or you're playing basketball or something you gotta wait for them to show their hand what they're gonna do and then you gotta follow it right and anticipate it so you you gotta develop patience patience is super important and you have to learn to read the charts you want to stack the odds in your favor so even though we're looking for volume and we're looking for the pullback to for those institutional buying what we also got to know is we got to look we got to use indicators and use a bunch of different tools to help us narrow down our our decision so yeah we can see big volume and yeah we can see the pullback it doesn't necessarily mean there's a bank there but it could be so what do we do we use other indicators to help um help confirm right that we're making the right decision right we want to stack the odds in our favor we want to have a lot of things confirming our decision like like in math class where they say show your work you don't just want to have the answer right you got to be able to show okay boom this equation says this boom I, i did this practice problem and it worked out boom so this is probably the answer okay so you know if you see a big candle with big volume what I do is I check my other indicators. Now I'm confirming the momentum is changing in a, in a particular direction, right? And then I'm also listening to the broader market, right? So if if if, if um, Uber decides to stop, you know, killing my portfolio, um, I have an option playing Uber right now, um, a call option. I have some I have a lot of time on it, but if Uber decided to um, turn around now i'm looking at my other indicators to say okay these other indicators are showing that the momentum is changing from the downside to the upside so it supports this big volume and this big candle right so those are those are the things i mean even though we're here talking about i'm trying to give you a couple things specific to look for we do want to follow big money until you are big money you follow big money even Michael Jackson, one of the greatest performers of all time, right? My idol, since I was a kid, has been my idol and still is to this day. Even he, again, a multimillionaire, even he in his greatness said, you know, you follow the masters. Even he was still a learner and astute learner of other people who were doing something in this profession because he knew that you follow the masters and you use that to improve your game. Bruce Lee said to take information, take styles from people who are doing something that you thought that you like and you add it to your own, you throw away what, what's unnecessary. So for us, our Bruce Lee is we're watching the banks and when we see them move, right, we confirm it, we toss all the other crap away, we toss the news away, we toss this away, we confirm it with our tools and then we add it to to our um use of confirmation right we add it to the reason why we think we can make this move we jump in and again guess what if you're wrong 
you're wrong. Life goes on and you cut your losses. You don't sit there and hope you're right. Right? Don't get high on hopium just because you found where Big Bank is moving. Okay, so there's some trick, some uh, that's a tip or a trick that you can use to to identify um, where some big banks are moving. And again, as the f- fifth, as the second law says, right, gold will work for you. It will not question you as long as you find it somewhere where it can multiply. Right, find an environment where it can multiply, and it will work for you diligently, day and night. So here's this this week's quote of the week is people are judged by the results, not the quality of their excuses. Right. You're judged by your results, not the quality of your excuses. Right. The pity party is always a solo event and it should be. And if anyone else is joining you in that party, maybe it's their party and you need to get out. Right. You got to produce. You got to have results. Right. It doesn't have to be financial. Right. Don't get beat up. It doesn't have to be financial. It doesn't have to be, you know, you have the best job in the world. It doesn't have to be, you know, you have the best shoes in the world. It's not those results are 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 so small on the grand scheme of the world. Right. But you got to show your results. So, you know, as a father myself, my excuses can't be, well, the world is messed up. Well, you know, the, the, the school system didn't teach my son this or that. The school system didn't teach my daughter this and that. No, those are excuses. And the rest of the world is not going to judge me based on, you know, these excuses, even if they're going through their own. It's they're, they're judged by their results. So when my son is, you know, reading ahead of schedule, when my son is doing, you know, is a beast at math or my daughter is a beast at math, beast at science, like those are results that I care about. I mean, yeah, I want my I want my pockets to be fat. I want my gold to labor for me. Right. But again, it's not about, you know, it's not about the excuses. It's not about, okay, well, I was working on getting my money so I couldn't do this as a parent. No results matter. So for me, you know, they're at the top of the pet. They're at the top of my chart in terms of results. I got to produce with them. I got to do my best for them. Next, I got to get my I got to get my, you know, take care of my family. Right. And after that, it's that money, right? I'm going to produce. And if you want to judge me, judge me not by what you see in me because you want to be, you know, prejudge me. It's you look at my bank statements, look at my products, try my strategy. And if it works, use that to judge me. Try this strategy first. And if it works, use that as your benchmark for my ability. That's it for this episode. You've been listening to the Market Adventures Show. It's your host, Alex Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. But most importantly, share this show with friends and family you think need to hear this information. The more we reach, the more people we can free. Until next time, happy trading. <laughs>